We've been through so much difficulty and change in the last 12 months. The thought of even more is daunting. Yet as we begin recovering from the crisis, we face even more change. But this time we'll have time to get it right and to make it less painful. But we may not know where to begin and anxiety might make us hesitant to start. If you're providing the leadership out of a crisis, there are steps you can take that will help make it an effective and more comfortable journey for you and everyone else. So let's get started. Are you providing the leadership in your practice? Maybe you found out what a complicated and difficult role this can be. I'm Gary Hughes and this is the Leadership in Practice podcast, where I'll be helping you manage some of the challenges all leaders face. I'll be giving you ideas and tools and helping you understand how you can be a better leader of your practice. After every crisis, there will be a recovery phase. But after a crisis, you can be left exhausted, demotivated and just don't know what to do. There might be a recovery phase, but you might not be ready for it. It might be that you don't know where to start. And this will make it more likely that you'll not see the opportunities that it presents. You might not be able to regain the positive energy levels and enthusiasm that you had before the crisis. So you won't recover in the best way. You might even revert to the way it was before or the nearest that you can get to it if that's the easiest thing to do. But there is a way you can avoid that happening. And that's to think of the recovery as a journey. A journey that you're going to take to a positive, better place that will focus on the good things and leave behind all that was bad. And before you begin that journey of recovery, there are three things that you need to consider before you set off. As with any journey, the first thing to consider is where are you heading? By understanding where you're heading, you can signal that the recovery is starting. So you want to be clear on the destination and you want to be able to communicate it positively. This is all about having a vision. And like any vision, you should create it with your team and with your patients. You want to be able to paint it and picture it as clearly as you can. And make sure it's a positive picture. It should be inspiring and motivating for everybody. And when you're creating that heading, you might be thinking we want to go back to normal. But do you want to go back to the old ways of working? with things that didn't work or you didn't like. So maybe you don't want to make it back to normal or even a new normal. What you should be aiming for is a new, better future that's even more powerful. And in sharing this destination, be clear that this recovery is a journey. It might take you time to get there, but you will get there and you'll take advantage of all that you've learnt. The second thing you need to consider is what... And who are you taking with you? You want to take the good things that you've discovered, the new ways of working that have been positive. Maybe total triage has worked for you and you want to keep it. And where technology has been used and it has delivered advantages, maybe that's in text messaging or video consults or online access, you want to hold on to it and embed it. And in deciding what you're going to take, Make sure that you involve everyone in the reflection and the learning. 
What's been good and bad for your patients is absolutely crucial. And what has made things easier for your practice team? And what has helped communicating and working with your primary care partners? But your journey of recovery is not just about what you will take. It's also about who you will take. You probably won't be going alone. Primary care has changed. And thanks to the crisis and primary care networks, we're working closer together than ever before. So your recovery plans should involve your primary care network and your ICS partners. You should be speaking to your social care and your community care colleagues and your patients and stakeholders. There are so many ways that we've helped each other through the crisis that demonstrate the good that can come from working together. Look at how we've done this to support and care for the vulnerable or to deliver the COVID vaccines and to keep our services running safely So we need to hold on to what has really been beneficial about working closely together in that way. Your goal is to identify which new things have worked well for you to keep and the ones that haven't you need to leave behind when you begin your recovery. The third thing you need to consider is what have you got to get along the way. It's unlikely that you'll get to where you want to immediately. That recovery is going to be a journey. And as you go, you need to be talking to your patients and your team and your partners. As you begin your recovery, you might want to stop things that you had to do through the crisis, but that you don't want to keep. Working behind a locked door was maybe a necessity, but it's probably not going to be something that we'll keep. You also might want to restart things that you had to stop. Delivering education to our teams has been really difficult and face-to-face appointments have only been done when they're absolutely safe and necessary. But these are things as we recover, we may need to start. And there may also be things that we've kept, but we might need to improve to make them even better, to make them appropriate for how we're going to be working in our new better future. Total triage again might be an example of this. Some aspects may have worked well and others not so well, and it may be something that we need to improve. Virtual meetings have become the norm and whilst we may keep meeting in this way because of the convenience and the speed, we may want to change how we conduct these. The important thing to do is to make sure that you regularly review, learn and adjust as you go through your recovery journey. You also need to ask what will the team need for their own recovery. The crisis will have been stressful and had a significant impact. They'll need praise for all that they've achieved and they may need time to rest and recharge. And as you start your recovery, they'll require some support and reassurance that things will turn out okay. The crisis may have come out of nowhere, but you want to make the recovery different. It shouldn't be a surprise to them, so make sure that you involve them in the plans. Get their ideas and perspectives, and communicate what's happening frequently the chances are they would have been in the dark through much of the crisis. And you want to make sure the recovery doesn't feel like an extension of that. Keep them informed and keep the messages positive. So your recovery may not be quick and it's better to think of it as a journey, but it doesn't have to continue to be stressful or an extension of all the negative themes of a crisis. Think of it as the start of something positive when you'll build on what you've learnt and recover the good things that you've lost. When you're ready to start your recovery, think about where you're heading, what and who are you going to take with you, and what will you get along the way. A crisis may be hugely stressful and impactful, 
but the recovery can be a happier, positive and successful journey. Thank you for listening to this Leadership in Practice podcast. You can find even more ideas and tools to help you improve your leadership in my book, Leadership in Practice, and my blogs posted on LinkedIn. If you'd like help with a leadership challenge, contact me at gary at leadershipinpractice.co.uk, connect with me on LinkedIn, or head on over to www.leadershipinpractice.co.uk. It'll be great to connect with you. If you want to be a regular listener to the show, the easiest way is to subscribe on iTunes. Thank you.